Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Coast to Coast podcast. As usual and as per usual, I am your host Kyle, and today we are addressing the winners and losers from the 2020 Emmy nominations. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, the Emmy nominations rolled out earlier this week, and boy, were they something. Right away, Rhea Seahorn fans grew furious that she was somehow left on the side of the road again. And, of course, it's very strange to not see Larry David receive more nods for being a lovable curmudgeon on HBO. But perhaps he's topped out with a lifetime total of 27 Emmy nominations and two wins. You know, we could also talk about numbers mattering, which is good news on the HBO front with Watchmen and Succession scoring 26 and 18 nominations, respectively. And Disney Plus scooping up 15 nods for The Mandalorian. Although, sorry, Baby Yoda, you are somehow not eligible for acting awards. That's not as satisfying, though, as talking about the real winners and losers um, on, on today's show. So please do not consider this to be a complete list of wronged and righted parties. For uh, example, I can't even begin why or to understand why. Why Desus and Mero got the shaft, which, I mean, shouldn't have happened on Showtime. But let's get the ball rolling, shall we? Our first winner, we have great Netflix shows that no one expected to be great. Now, when it comes to Ozark, I kind of get why people don't want to give this show a shot at first. The bizarre um, insistence upon a blue filter goes a long way. For example... Um, or the fact that it arguably fine-tunes the Walt-Jesse dynamic from Breaking Bad. Yes, that might grind some gears. Um, and honestly, one of the reasons why I didn't get into Ozark earlier. But like all, all of those concerns don't matter once you surrender to the setting and watch Jason Bateman just lose his shit in consistently captivating ways. Uh, the acting nominations here were all well-deserved, as was the outstanding drama series nod, especially with that cliffhanger. I do look forward to one day seeing Julia Gardner win her 15th Emmy in like 2045, but also let's shout out to Dead to Me. That little Netflix series has also been recognized once again, despite probably being intended as a trash comfort watch. Yet it works surprisingly well to stir up a wide range of emotions and affirm humanity in the process. Yet, and also um, recognition to Linda Cardellini. Um, she never gets old. She is phenomenal. And now she can forget that Capone even came out this year. For our first loser, we do have Reese Witherspoon. Um, is She's doing fine, but not fantastic. So... Let's make one thing clear. You know, Reese, again, is doing just fine. In fact, she's like doing wonderful. However, her prestige TV turns have gone unrewarded for this year's ceremony. Whereas Jennifer Aniston received a nod for Apple TV's The Morning Show, Reese didn't walk away with the same honor for her performance as this unruly spitfire of a co-host. And her Hulu and HBO roles in Little Fires Everywhere and Big Little Lies also went unrecognized. And I can only guess that there simply wasn't enough room for all the BLL ladies. And although her ruffling of Adam Scott was convincing enough, neither she nor Nicole Kidman 
could really beat out Laura Dern and Meryl Streep's extremely unhinged turns on the show. Still, Reese will not walk away from the 2020 empty-handed. Quibi paid her $6 million to narrate a wildlife series, and you gotta respect that hustle. Back to nerd or back to winners, excuse me. Uh, we have nerds. Um, yes, I did suggest that numbers don't matter, but come on. Not only did the Mandalorian receive 15 nods, but Watchmen scored 26. The best part about Damon Lindelof's show gathered so many decorations, though, is that no one even asked for a Watchmen TV series to be made. Alan Moore's graphic novel was always considered to be unfilmable, but Lindelof did it anyway. He recontextualized the whole story against the backdrop of a long-buried U.S. atrocity and hid Dr. Manhattan in the body of a black man. He, he put the damn squid in there, included Jeremy Irons' fart face, made Regina King walk on water or not, and inserted a lube man. Watchmen could win no Emmys at all, and, I'd, and it'd still be the winner for all those things. Back down to losers, we have the Better Call Saul cast. Well, mostly. This one is a puzzler. The Emmys nominated Bob Odenkirk in 2019, 2017, 2016, and 2015, but he somehow came up short this year for his lead role in AMC's Breaking Bad spinoff that landed on the top of our best shows of the year so far list, or at least mine. Um... Even if one considers that his category was stacked, like, let's be honest here. It wasn't airtight because Steve Carell's The Morning Show role felt more like a supported role than a lead. It's it's hard to ignore how the Emmys almost entirely shut out the Saul actors. And, and really, how does one justify continuing to leave Reyes Seahorn on the side of the road with an arc like the one that she's had this season? Um... I mean, with those finger guns and everything. It, it just doesn't make sense. But I guess at least Gus Fring is getting his due. Um, back to winners, we have um, unconventional characters that feel new to TV, is what I like to call it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, Zendaya could become the youngest winner of the Outstanding Lead Actress in the Drama Series Award for her turn in the provocative Euphoria. The drug-fueled series about teens isn't an easy watch by any stretch, but it is a relevant one, and Zendaya's finally receiving the dramatic material that her talents deserve. On the Rami side of things, it's nice to see more affirmation that this is the best show that you're not currently watching, I would have to say. It's a little disheartening to not see the show's actresses gain recognition while their characters are finally coming to the forefront, but... It's hard to argue with the possibility of creator Rami Yosef adding an Emmy to his Globe win for this dramedy um, about Muslim Americans. Also, uh, Mahershala Ali is getting a nod um, for his nod um, in the show, and and at least something's right in our in our current universe, um, especially after all that Green Book mess that he went through. And we do have another winner. Um, I like to call this winner category limited series that start with un. So young women challenging institutions are where it's at this year. Even though Watchmen will and should 
walk away with the outstanding limited series category. I'm thrilled to see two insurgent feeling shows, one being unbelievable, the other one called Unorthodox. Um, and they and they both made the short list. Caitlin Dever should have also been nominated in the acting department for her turn as a rape survivor who was who was treated like a criminal um, due to being an imperfect victim. But the show as a whole deserved the nod that it received for being taking such a feminist approach to crime drama storytelling. And and I'm pumped to see Unorthodox's Shayra Haas pop up with an outstanding league actress. Um, in a limited series nod. She is up against Regina King and Kate Blanchett, though, um, as well as seeing recognition for the stunning miniseries, um, which is an exploration of a young woman's fight from, uh, or excuse me, flight from uh, Hasidic Judaism. Um, to kind of round off this episode, this was just a quick little run through, a uh, little like fun things that I thought um, came from the Emmy nominations closer to Emmy time, which is September 20th. Um, I'll probably release a more like in-depth deep dive of who was nominated, who I think is going to win some predictions. Uh, we'll re- we'll really um, get into it then. Um, but to, <clears throat> to conclude this um, episode uh, for the final loser, we do have Al Pacino and, and this might be the first time in his, li- in his life he's ever uh, been considered a loser, but Pacino's first regular TV show TV role, excuse me, in Amazon's uh, Amazon Prime's Hunters was a highly anticipated one. But sadly, the show, despite plenty of enticing ingredients like Jordan Peele producing and, and you know, like the killing of Nazis, um, the show didn't hit the mark. Honestly, yeah, it, it was messy and Pacino's accent work managed to be one of the one of the weirdest parts of a very weird show. It's not worth too many words, you know, to rehash like what happened there. Um, I believe we even talked about it in a previous episode. Um, for you know, it's enough to say that Pacino already won two TV movie Emmys for You Don't Know Jack and Angels in America. He's also nom- he has also notched, excuse me, an Oscar win um, in 1993 for Scent of a Woman and eight Oscar nominations including 2020 for the Irishman. He doesn't necessarily need to win at TV shows too. Like, come on, you know, let's, uh, let's, let's leave some, some winning for the, for the the other guys. So, um, again, the Emmy awards is September 20th. You can go check out who was nominated for all the awards. There's so many awards. I mean, there's I have a Google Doc in front of me and it it spans 61 pages just based off of awards and um, nominations. So it's a it's a lot of it's a lot of things that go into it. And honestly, the the, the awards that you watch on TV, like when you watch like the Oscars and the Emmys, you're not watching everything. There's a lot of awards that are given off camera, off screen, a um, little bit of like smaller ones. Like for example, there's. Um, uh, outstanding production design for a narrative program half an hour. Like you're not going to see that. You're not going to see that on, on TV because frankly, that's not what people are looking for. There's also one for like outstanding period costumes, outstanding commercials, outstanding contemporary costumes. Um, 
Like there's just so many outstanding single camera picture editing for a drama series. Like there's just so many awards that go into it that people don't realize that there's no way that I can constantly cover all of them, but we will cover like the top ones that will definitely be televised. Um, and yeah, thanks again for hanging out. Be sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review, share this with people. That's the best way that we can get noticed and to continue to grow and provide you guys with these sort of coverages and just sort of like fun things. If you had nothing else to do, just listen to me ramble on for 12 minutes. But um, <laughs> anyway, thanks again for listening and I'll talk at you next time. Bye.